Hey guys, welcome back to Real Bearded News. I'm your host, Sean, and today I have an awesome friend of mine, CJ from CJ Saw It. How's it going, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Lots of movies to watch. Not enough time to review all of them. Uh, yeah, this is true. <laughs> so true. But I'm glad, the movie, I'm glad the movie theaters are opening, though. I feel like I can I can get back into a rhythm. It's, it's no fun watching them at home. I'm sorry. It's just not. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I did enjoy watching a lot of the movies from home just because I didn't have to drive and then, you know, sit down and do this with a bunch of other people. Just because Utah has a bad habit of having people that just talk way too much during a film. And so it was okay. good. It was good. But I am glad the theaters are open. That being said, though, the movie that we're going to talk about today, did you watch it at home or did you go to the theaters? Uh, I watched it at home. Okay. Do you think it would have been a different experience had you gone to theaters? Wow. Um, personally, I, I think so because uh, th there's something about, you know, when the lights go out and all you see is like the giant screen that I can kind of zone in. But I mean, that's, that's just a personal thing. But being at home, you can kind of pause it. You can stop it, come back to it. It's convenient, but I think I operate a little bit better when I paid my money and I'm sitting in the chair with the popcorn and it just puts me in the right state of mind. Nah, for sure. I, I definitely hear what you're saying and I agree. Okay. I agree. Okay, but enough mystery. What are we talking about today, CJ? <laughs> what are we talking about? We are talking about Pixar's Turning Red, an awesome movie. Uh, you know, I agree with you. But before we get into Turning Red even more, I think the last time we did a like a thing with you and I was also with both other Andrews. So my listeners don't know you that well. What's your favorite movie of all times? Of all time. Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> okay, not bad, not bad. What is the what is your unpopular opinion of the worst movie you have ever watched? Oh wow. Uh wow. Um, you know, there are a lot of people who liked the first transporter. I think that's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Wow. That is an yeah, unpopular that's opinion. That's the reaction that I get. Yep. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, that is something right there. I really see I like action like sometimes I really do enjoy mindless action movies. And so yeah. that is one of them. And so it's 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 good for me. But I, I can see why someone would think it's a bad movie. The acting was a little yeah, I mean, rough. It it was oh my gosh, it was I mean, we could do a whole other episode about <laughs> the things I don't like about it, but I know that there are movies out there that are quote unquote worse, but something about the transporter, I don't know if it was expectation or what after that first scene where he's doing the getaway, all of that was amazing. And then it got progressively worse until it was over. And I almost walked out both me and my friend almost walked out of it. We were just like, what is going on? This is terrible. That is crazy. Wow. Yeah. We and I'm a sucker for that. Really? Oh, I, I am the biggest action apologist. I'm the biggest fast and furious apologist. Like I, I know they're not good movies, but if stuff's blowing up, 
or people are punching each other and or shooting at each other, I'm always there, like no question. Nice. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so let's make it a little more kid friendly now. What is your favorite Pixar movie? Okay, so before turning red, it was actually Luca. Really? Yeah. Interesting. What's your least favorite Pixar movie? Maybe Toy Story 3? I haven't seen 4. Oh, 4 is so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I hear, but I I don't know. It's the toy like Toy Story to me represents old Pixar. Does that make any sense? Okay. Like they kind of Pixar kind of, you know, Toy Story was like their bread and butter. Yeah. And over the years they branched out. They branched out here and there. And it's always been about, you know, memorable characters and and uh, you know, nice coming of age stories to tell. But I think with with Luca and Turning Red, they really decide oh, and Inside Out, I can't forget that. I'd say those three Pixar films had a definite purpose as far as this is, you know, emotional heft uh, along with the comedy and the, the pop culture stuff, but there there were some really strong messages there and, and, and I really feel like they conveyed them uh extremely well. Okay. Interesting. I would say my favorite Pixar movie is Up. Okay, and there you go. I would say my least liked Pixar movie would probably be Luca. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, least liked. That's that's a good choice of words. I don't dislike any of the Pixar films. Right. I think so, they all like sometimes they get a little too boring, right? Okay. And yeah, so yeah. least like is better because they still have like a good message. They still look great. They have a good story. Like it's still a good movie. It's just not my mood in the time. So Right. That's how I feel towards Pixar. But okay. So we're talking about turning red. What what was your first takeaway? How many times have you watched Turning Red? Uh, twice. Twice. Okay, same here. What was yeah. your first takeaway of Turning Red? And then immediately after that, what was your reaction to other people's ridiculous reaction, in my opinion? <laughs> so um, a friend of mine told me that I needed to watch it. Um, that, you know... Like you, I don't have time to watch everything that I want to. So I kind of put it on the back burner. I sat down to watch it. You know, from the previews, you 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 kind of get the extended metaphor of it. It's you know, there's no surprise what what it represents as far as you know, turning red and and all of that. But watching it, it was just so nuanced and and deeper than that first layer that I thought it was going to be. And it turned out to be just really real and genuine and emotional. And I, I mean, honestly, I'm not a, um, you know, I'm not a woman, but um, it brought me back to my adolescence. And I shared some of those emotions that she was feeling as she was going through those things. Like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. I remember how that felt. It was, it was just real. Like I could tell that it, it felt personal, yeah. like a, like a personal story. Yeah. I think that's what I liked about it the most. 
I I 100%. So growing up, like I grew up in a very Latino family. Like my dad is black, okay. but he's also Hispanic. And then my mom is Spaniard, okay. but hella Hispanic. And <laughs> like, do you remember the scene where the mom and guys, this is a little bit of spoilers. If you haven't watched Turning Red by now, it's on Disney Plus. I don't feel bad about ruin this, ruining this part for you. So, do you remember the part where the mom found the drawings that she had done of the boy and how she just yes, blew up? That, that was yeah. my mom. <laughs> that was 100% <laughs> my mom with my sister and with myself, more so with my sister <laughs> than it was with me. Like, just blowing yep. things out of proportion 100%. <laughs> like, it was crazy. So, when I saw that, I was like, Holy crap, that's my mom. And I think that's something that Pixar did good with Turning Red was with, like, portraying this. Because usually cartoon movies, right, they're for quote-unquote kids, but they have a lot for the parents to to connect with. And I think in this instance, right. it was a reminiscence of an overbearing parent because we yeah. either know that parent or had that parent. So I think that was pretty good from Pixar. I agree with you. But what was your yeah, thoughts or, on you know what? Oh, sorry. what? I was gonna say no, I, I was gonna say some of us might even be that parent right now. True. True. I, I actually spoke to so I was I showed it to my kid and then I was like, dude, so my kid is nine and I was like, Do I okay. overreact whenever you tell me things? He's like, No. You just like get angry about like my homework stuff. And I was like, but is it too much? He's like, no, it's okay. I understand. I was like, all right, cool. Parenting, it's like eight out of 10 right now, then. Cause it's, it's hard, yeah. right? Like parenting doesn't have a freaking manual. So you don't know how you're going to react. All you know is that you're trying not to be your parent. That's all you know. Right, right. And I think they even address that. Like you see all the different generations of the women in the family mm -hmm. and they all have they all have a similar experience, but an, an experience unique to themselves and so much of what they're going through. Like like you see the overbearing mother, but then she doesn't even want to get on the phone to her mother, who is right. the grandma. And you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. She tried completely avoiding her mom because as hard as she tried to not be her mom, she was her mom, and she was terrified of her too. Yep. I thought that was an amazing touch. That that instantly, to me, uh, pulled the mother. I know a lot of people are kind of uh, talking about the stereotype of the, the tiger mom or the, the overbearing caricature of the the Asian mother, I think that particular moment humanized her and pulled her out of that caricature. And sure. then you start seeing like the generational behavior and, and the customs and, and the things that come along with the parenthood in that culture, in, in her culture. And I, I thought that was an amazing touch too. Yeah, no, definitely. I really, really like that touch. Uh, Cause again, that, that connected with me a lot too. So what did you think yeah. though? So, Clearly, we both enjoyed the movie. We both saw past a lot of the things that people are are complaining and whining about. What what right. did you think about those words? That like I think the line is like my 
my panda, my choice or something. I think that those are the words. My panda, my choice. Yeah, that's what she, yeah. So, so what do you think? Like, so, what was that to you? What did you think about that? And did you associate that with any political party trying to push an agenda or anything along those lines? Um, wow. Uh, for, you know, I, I have to start off by saying, I don't think I have the answer to, to any of that. Right. But it, my person, when, when I heard that, of course, I immediately thought of, you know, the fight over, you know, women's bodies, whether that's, you know, abortion or not to get, you know, too deep into any of that right now, but, or, uh, even, even more recently, the, um, vaccine mandate where mm-hmm. people kind of took that took that women's right slogan and started using it towards the vaccine. And um, I, I got where they were going with that. Um, I didn't really, it didn't really rub me one way or the other. I just, you know, it was just a play on, you know, my body, my choice, my panda, my choice. I want to keep, I want to keep the panda. Like I can, right. I can deal with it. Like that, that I, I just took it as a kind of like a defiance kind of thing mm-hmm. um but but yeah but i mean i do i do think you know honestly my stance has kind of changed as this pandemic has gone on about some of the those outside things like choice i think choice is important and mandates maybe are a little heavy mm-hmm. and i think it's easy and i think it's easy for one side or the other in any situation to agree with the mandate if it goes along with their political views or their bias. So I think that line is going to hit different depending on who hears it. Interesting. If that makes any sense. No, it it does, right? Because we we like things psychologically speaking and sociology uh socially speaking, uh we we like things and dislike things according to how we connect to them. And so right. You know, if someone is big on the slogan my body my choice then they're going to love that line like my panda my choice you go girl right yeah and so yeah yeah yeah. honestly when when i heard it i like i was like oh okay yeah it's from my body my choice cool but like i understood it also because Mm -hmm. it just went well with the movie like i for me i didn't think anything political about it it wasn't until i went to work the next day and someone was talking about it and they were like, yeah, like I don't think turning red is good. And I was like, it's an amazing freaking movie. And then here's the thing though. I was like, it's a great movie. And he was like, yeah, but you know, they, they have way too much of like liberal agenda into it and blah, blah, blah. I was like, did you watch the movie? They were like, yeah. And it had a bunch of like sexual references. I was like, yes, I get that. And, but did you watch the movie? No, I didn't watch it. I was like, cool, then you have no right to have an opinion. uh, Yeah, absolutely, 100%. (laughs) Like, you can't have an opinion of how terrible, quote-unquote, a movie is if you never watched it, bro. Like, you can't do that. But when it came... Dreaming about movies. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But when it came to My Panda, my, My Choice, I was like, cool, you know what? She is the only person in her family that, one, learned how to control the panda, right? And two, right. chose to stay with it because she felt like this is part of me. This is part of my family history. Why would I deny that, right? So for me, it wasn't necessarily my body, my choice. What I heard was 
I'm going to stick to my culture because my ancestor died for this. And to me personally, I was like, I agree. I 100% understand that because I'm one of those people that I'm like, you know what? I may not agree with a lifestyle or a life choice that you've made, but I respect it. I am Mm -hmm. no one to tell you not to do whatever you're doing. I may not agree to it, but your life, your choice. That's what I believe. So for me, it was just perfectly fine. But No, I I agree with you. But here's the other question. So shortly after Turning Red came out, there was, I think it was like a Vox movie reviewer or critic, I should say, uh, said, I recognize the humor in the film, but connected with none of it. Turning Red, uh, very specifically in the Asian community of Toronto, the film legitimately feels like it was made for the director's friends and immediate family members. Let's just make the story clear here. CJ, are you Asian at all from Toronto? I'm no, sir. Are you a person from Toronto at all? I am not. Did you feel like this was an inside joke of the director with their friends and family? Not at all. If anything, I think it was sharing. Yeah. Have a look into, have a look into my life, my childhood, my experience as a, you know, Asian Canadian adolescent. And I think anybody should be able to relate to some of what was on screen at some point in their lives. I feel like it was that real and and that nuanced and that sensitive. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, I don't get the hate. I really don't to be, to be honest. Neither do I, because Again, for me, I connected so well with the movie and understood the entire thing. Um, just to get a little personal with you, CJ, did you did you have an overbearing mother at all that you felt like you couldn't come to and you had to be perfect for? Uh, well, yeah, you know, in the you know, uh, if we're perfectly honest, and I mean, I've I've had these conversations with her as an adult. Um, looking back she wanted the best for me and my brother, but she did push really hard and it did hurt for a while because I felt like I couldn't live up to what she wanted. But looking back, I mean, so just to provide context, uh, my dad wasn't around my whole childhood. He was there, but my parents had split. Uh, so She was a single black woman working full-time, going to school full-time. So she checks so many boxes as a person, as a mother. If I I believe she felt, if I can do this, you should be able to do this. Look how hard this is for me. I'm going to make it easier for you by working hard to make it easier for you to achieve even greater heights than I want to. And I mean, she's doing extremely good for herself now. I'm not going to get into, you know, all her personal details, but like she is like the American dream, quote unquote, if you, you know, if you still even believe in that, like she, yeah, single black woman, full-time college, earned her master's degree, going for her CPA as we speak. 
and yeah, and she, I, I don't have enough good things to say about her. <laughs> good for her. But it but, was hard. Yeah, yeah, I could imagine. It was hard. I could imagine her like struggling and then kind of like, CJ, you need to do better than this. Like you shouldn't be doing anything that is not going to bring you happiness and money to your life. Right. And so clearly having like, I feel like because my parent, like my mother was super overbearing. Um, but my mom was weird because it was like, she was overbearing, but also had zero faith that I could accomplish anything. So, oh no, no. <laughs> so it's like, you need to be better. You need to do this. And I was like, okay, cool. And then you're never going to sum up to be anything. It was like, wait, you can't do that in the same breath, lady. Give me a break somewhere. But ultimately. Right, so let, me, let me ask you this then. It, it, is that how you felt back then? Or do you know for a fact that she didn't think you were going to do anything? Oh, I know like, that for a honest. fact. So we, oh so, <laughs> so my mom and I, we don't have like the bestest of relationships. Um, and it's very difficult. Okay. Um, I love my mom. My okay. mom is great because like I, okay. So her, the way that she was, I don't know if I adjusted my behaviors and attitudes, um, and drive basically because of it. But essentially I'm the type of person that if you tell me I cannot do something, I'm going to do it now. And I work even oh. harder because of it. <laughs> and so kind of like a negative reinforcement kind of thing. Exactly. Like, oh, watch this. Yep. Gotcha. That's who that's who I became. And I don't know if she noticed that from the beginning or if I became that because of that. And so like I I speak to my mom um or I used to speak to my mom fairly fairly often and Okay. You know, anytime. So back when, so I live in Utah. When I lived in New York, where I'm from, I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna start a photography business." And she's like, "You can't do it. You're you're not good at taking photos." You remember you were a kid and your finger used to be in the way. It's like, what the fuck? Like that doesn't that doesn't matter. Like I was a child trying to take a photograph, and so then that pushed me to do a photography business, and I did well. And then I remember one time I was like, hey, I'm going to quit my job in retail and I'm going to do dental assistant. She's like, well, you've never gone to school, so you can't do it. I was like, cool, I'm still going to do it. She's like, yeah, but you're probably going to get sued because you're going to stab someone in the mouth. So what the hell do you think I'm doing? I'm not doing surgery. (laughs) And so I became a dental assistant. So like a lot of that negativity from her pushed me to be better, right? podcast same story like it doesn't change right and she's like you you need to get a degree you need to become a lawyer or whatever i was like but i don't like that i'm gonna i'm gonna have my podcast and i'm gonna create movies she's like yeah but you're not good at that so like just stop it i was like you know what that's exactly what i'm gonna do and and i do it and i do it well and so because of that i felt turning red showed a perfect example of i want you to be this perfect child i want you to study i want you to get straight a's and I want you to get a great degree when you're older. And I feel I, now that you know some history between my mother and I, I had that. I had that, hey, you need to do this because otherwise you're going to fail in life. And I feel like they did a good job portraying that in the film. However, yeah, I will okay. say what I don't like about it 
is that is teaching kids to be disobedient to your parents, to go against what your parents are saying. And I'm all about independence and, you know, choosing. You know, you have your free agency by all means to use it, but not when you're, how old was she, 13? I feel like that's uh, a yeah. very iffy age. What do you think? Hmm, hmm, hmm. So my, my current parenting experience is full of defiance. And depending on the severity of the transgression, it, you know, it varies. Sometimes it's, you know what, this is what they do at this age. And then other times it's like, no, this is unacceptable. Let me offer some correction, right? Um, I, I didn't look at it that way. I, I looked at the defiance in the film, not so much teaching kids that their parents aren't always right. I mean, you learn that as you get older, but mm -hmm. the younger, younger children, it's important that they see their parents as the rule makers, as, as the ones to follow. Right. Yeah. Um, in the, in, in the movie, I looked at that more as like a symptom of all well, symptom, like it's a disease, but um, <laughs> more <laughs> as a you know, symbolizing uh, her growth and her, her questioning uh, some of the things that, you know, her parents have told her or are telling her not whose question questioning is good. Like, you know, just another personal thing. I, I have a thing with my boys where when I offer correction, I explain to them why I'm not going to let them do what they want or I need them to do something that they don't want to do. And I'll, I'll come right out and go, guys, and partly I do this because I know, partly I do this because I know they can't come up with it, but, but I'll tell them, if you guys think at any point that me or your mom are wrong about what we're telling you, you are more than welcome to come to me and tell me why you think it's wrong. And if you can come up with something better, then I, I'll change my mind on it. And they haven't done it yet, but I leave that window, that door open for communication. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, I mean, the mom in Turning Red didn't necessarily do that, but I feel like that's what the, the, the rebellion was. Yeah. No, and yeah. I think the dad oh, did that go. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't, I, I feel like if someone is going to be scared that their kids whom they raise 24, 7, 365 <laughs> for the next, for the next, 18 to 50, 50 years, whatever, you're always a parent, right? Right. Um, if, if they're worried that a Pixar movie is going to all of a sudden turn their kids into the bad seed, I mean, they need to kind of maybe reevaluate some of their methods. That That's just how I feel about it, to be blunt. That, that is a very fair <laughs> argument. I agree. I agree. Yeah. One movie's not going to necessarily do that. But Here's no, a crazy thing. So. Here's a crazy okay. thing. Luca was another movie, although kind of not seated in reality. Luca was another movie about another child, Italian in this case, that mm -hmm. disobeyed his parents. And nobody had an issue with that. Because and the reason that I brought that up, right? Like I again love Turning mm -hmm. Red. I think it's a great movie. Uh that was the only thing and I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of teaching kids to kind of like go against what your parents are saying. But I mm -hmm. think that's okay as well. But like like you said, right, like sometimes you got to – my parenting style is pretty similar to yours where 
I tell my kid, hey, this is why you're in trouble. What do you think should be your punishment, right? Or what do you think should oh, right be your on. consequence? Because uh, I hate using the word punishment because it just sounds horrible. Like, hey, right. you threw, you know, I don't know, you threw a book at a student. What do you think your consequence should be? Oh, I don't think I should play video games. Great. Sounds like a plan to me. So now he is taking responsibility for the things that he's doing. And so a lot of the things that the, both of these movies are showing, it's kind of like the, these kids taking responsibilities on their own against their parents' wishes. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. Luca was, again, very similar to Turning Red, where the child is disobeying the parent and is doing its own thing, and it's discovering himself. But we didn't get any issues for Luca. No one went up in arms the same way that they did with Turning Red. So my question to you is, one, do you think, and I hate to be this guy to bring this up, but do you think that one is because it's a female lead, and two, because they're Asian? Um, I think that's probably one of the biggest kind of, I don't know, ingredients in that, that whole situation is the fact that it's a, a female lead. And, um, yeah, I, you know, as far as Asian culture, um, I'm not so sure about that. I can't really speak to that. But I'd even say that the whole concept of the movie itself kind of ruffles a few feathers because, I mean, this is 2022 and we're still afraid to talk about menstruation and, and periods and yeah. things like that. And it still freaks a lot of people's a lot of people out and you know it, it shakes their sensibilities and i think there's already kind of like an aversion to that and then you add kind of like you know the the, the buzzwords and the talking points that people use politically and it just creates this perfect situation of this movie is bad when i i think that they were have the best intentions at heart yeah for sure and one of the things that I wanted to touch base with you and why we got into the conversations of overbearing <laughs> parents was because um, I know that with my overbearing mother, I couldn't come up to her and tell her, oh, hey, I have a crush on this girl and I think she's cute. Like, I cannot stop thinking about her and I'm getting all these weird feelings and sensations in my body because that would have been an ass whooping for the century for me. <laughs> I would have gotten my ass kicked every day on the hour had I come up to my mom and told her I have weird sensations. Like my mom was old school, like very old school. I'm talking about you got in trouble, you got your ass handed to you, and then you kneeled on a cheese grater old school. Like Oh, she was excessive. Yeah, you know what I got? I got the, I got the whooping with the belt, and I got the stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> I got a bunch of, I got a bunch of those. Yep. Move your, move your hands. Stop running. Like <laughs> I, <laughs> I was running for my life. Our house only had three bedrooms. But there was nowhere for me to hide. I was out. <laughs> <laughs> So would, <laughs> would you have been able to go to your mom and tell her, hey, mom, like your 13-year-old son, 
like weird things are happening to my body every time I see this chick. Like, would you have been able to have that conversation with your mom? At, at uh, that you time? know, I, no, I, I, I wouldn't have. I, I, you know, I probably could have, but I was too afraid. Not, not afraid of her in mm-hmm. that particular situation, but just afraid to talk about it. Like, interesting. Because you know, yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in a, uh, you know, Christian household. And so it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was like extremely devout, but there were very specific rules on, you know, no sex before marriage. And so every woman I was looking at until I reached like late into my adulthood was literally like, is she my wife? Is she my wife? Is (laughs) that my wife? Is that my wife? Like, is that the one for me? And I feel like that is such a, a weird mind state to be in. It would have been nice if I could have had that conversation. Well, you know, you like somebody. Why don't you go say hi? Why don't you talk to her? Blah, 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 blah. You know, but it, I didn't really get that from her. But I didn't seek it either. So maybe there's, you know, but then I had my dad. But my dad, I mean, I can't repeat what my dad was telling me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not on this podcast. But, yeah. Um, oh, I, yeah my, my... <laughs> I get that. 100%. Yeah, with my mom, I I wasn't ready to talk to her about that stuff. Interesting, yeah. But I think, imagine if we would have had these movies back in the 90s, right? Where, oh, my gosh. When we, were those, when we were that age, it would have been a whole different ballgame because, obviously, like, I watch movies with my kid. Uh, depending on the movie, I'll watch it by myself, and then I would watch it a second time with my son. And so, like... That, like, I told him, I was like, hey, dude, like, anytime that you need to talk about something or someone, like, I'm here. And sometimes, like, I'm playfully, like, when he's like, oh, yeah, like, there's this girl. um, She's my friend. I was like, oh, who's this girl, huh? Like, she's your friend friend or is she your, just your friend? And he's like, dad, you're gross, <laughs> right? Because he's still nine and he thinks girls have cooties. Um, but, like, I try to establish that, like, hey, listen, if you can't talk to me about this thing. You're not going to be able to talk to anybody, and the person that you end up talking to about it is not going to give you some good advice. So just come up to me. Don't be afraid. Like, you're not going to get in trouble if you're like, hey, you know, I had a crush, and I kissed this girl. Like, you're, not, I'm not going to get ups- upset. Or I kissed this boy. Like, I'm not going to get upset. Just talk to me, and we'll talk about it. I'll help you understand what you're feeling. But, yeah, good to know that I was, I'm not alone in the world, that I couldn't go talk to my mom yeah. about Weird feelings. <laughs> no, you're, you're not alone. I'm sure there's a billion more of us out there. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> all in all, I know Turning Red has been out since March 11th, so about a month now. What do you rate the movie out of five? I gave it a five out of five. A five out of five. Okay, right on. And then... Do you recommend, hey, go watch it in the movie theater, stream it, or what? Uh, I say watch it any way that you can. Uh, of course, I always vouch for the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Disney I know Disney did a thing. I think markets that don't have Disney Plus, they did put it out in theaters. I think those are foreign markets currently. Um, if any of you are international listeners and you have it in your theaters, if you haven't seen it, go see it in the theater. I, I say go see it in the theater. But if not, 
find it on Disney Plus. Um, <clears throat> ask for someone's password. <laughs> watching on Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, I I mean, I I said it in my own review. Like you said, it, we should have had this in the '90s. This film, it should be curriculum. Like they should show this to kids in junior high, whatever grade kids are in when they're you know 12, 13, mm-hmm. and just pick pick like let them watch it, let them reflect on it, and then piggyback off of that with some some science and some knowledge. I think that would be a solid way to help ease kids into that turbulent part of life. Because yeah, being being that age is is cool, but it also sucks very much. Definitely, <laughs> I would definitely say. I agree with CJ. If you want to go watch it in the theater, go watch it in the theater. However, it is free on Disney Plus. If it would be Disney Premiere Plus, I would say skip it, but it is on Disney Plus for free. Go watch it. There you go. However, I will say I don't agree with a five out of five. I will give this one a solid four out of five. It's not the most perfect Pixar movie. Up holds that record for me, but that is just my personal opinion, not a given fact. So a four out of five for me. I will not fight. No, I, I won't fight you on that. I, I totally respect that. That's still an amazing grade. Thank you. Um, so a four out of five, go watch it in theaters if you can. Primarily, I would say go watch it in theaters. It's definitely something to enjoy and to just reflect on. I mean, it's a good film with all of the elements that Turning Red has. I would say... One, it could teach kids to communicate with their parents, to start letting them know 13 is a pretty decent age for a child to let the parent know, hey, you know what? I don't want to become a lawyer. I don't want to become a doctor. I want to do this and have an open and honest conversation. I think Turning Red, although it has different elements of like maybe the child's being disobedient, maybe the child should just do what the parent is saying, it is explaining not just to kids, hey, at some point in your life, you're going to feel this way about someone or something, or hey, sometimes your parents are not going to like your friends, and sometimes your friends are freaking amazing. Let your parents know that they're great. <laughs> it's turning red for me. It's a conversation about honesty and being open with your kids and your parents. That's what yeah. I think. That's my take. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I, I agree with that 100%. Can I add something real quick, though? Yeah, go for it. All right. So um, I, I ran into that same situation as you uh, with my mother. I was actually going to school. I was uh, uh, majoring anthropology, and um, I was doing English on the side because I like to write. So I got the whole, how are you going to make money off of this? You can't do this. Uh, it's not practical, blah, 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 blah. I wound up actually deciding that I didn't want to do school anymore because I wasn't really doing what I loved. But uh, before I left school, I majored in uh, English with a concentration in creative writing. When I got my first article published, I sent it to my mom, and she apologized for not supporting me. Damn. And, yeah, that was that was probably one of the biggest moments of my entire life. So it, it can happen. People learn. So don't, don't give up hope. Whoever's listening, like people, it takes time, but eventually people can 
get it and understand and, and, and reflect on the things that they've done. And I think Turning Red shows that as well because their relationship mended. Yeah. That's all. That's all. No, that was, that was awesome. And on that note, guys, first of all, before I hit that, CJ, where can these guys, one, see what you're doing, two, read your amazing reviews and hot takes on movies? All right, I am at CJ Sawit, C-J-S-A-W-I-T, on Instagram and Facebook. And I am also one of the Backseat Directors. That's at Backseat Directors. Awesome, man. So that's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. CJ, thanks for your hot take on Turning Red. I really appreciate you always <laughs> coming on to the show when you can and making that time. Hey, thank you. Oh, anytime. Anytime I can, I will. And so, between now and the next time that I see you and I tell you what you should avoid or you should be watching, don't forget, keep reading those comic books, keep watching the anime, rock and roll, and above it all, guys, stay nerdy.